In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs with a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Welcome to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to make the very best decisions for your dog and unlock that dog-owning dream. Now, we have a real-life question from Heather Turner. She's one of our game changers. She's part of the Absolute Dogs community. And she says, my 18-month-old cockapoo is really an absolute nightmare for chewing everything it means that really she doesn't get to be part of the family I was actually hoping that this was um, in fact this was the whole reason we got a dog I have three kids and actually she's got to be separated pretty much all of the time she has to be supervised she just chews everything she can only have freedom if I can absolutely watch her like a hawk she has a solid leave it leave it but I can only apply that to specific things that she's heading for not everything. And she really wants everything. This is really difficult to manage. I'm considering a muzzle. I just don't know. She's basically making life miserable for me and for herself. So there's a, quite a few things to talk about I think, here, which is... First off, great you've reached out. Yeah. Like, great, great, great. You, you know, th- there's, this is absolutely something that you can get amazing, amazing results in. And you're going to need to make sure that certain boxes are being ticked throughout the, the process. And so what we'll do is we'll go through one by one kind of what would be our considerations in this. And literally, we could speak all week about this. And if you are a, um, a, a member of the training academy, then for sure, there will be lots of games and strategies in there that you can go and take advantage of after we've shared our considerations and tips for today. But basically, do not feel alone in this because very common and absolutely something that can be transformed. Now, most of all, like Tom said, it's very common you are not alone. And this is an 18-month-old dog, right, Tom? That's a considered, well, for us, it's considered an age of adolescence. Mm -hmm. Adolescence, probably not the easiest stage to be going through. Yeah, Uh, Definitely, definitely, definitely throws you some challenges. And actually, in all of the challenges that I've been thrown from dogs, this really isn't the worst one, mm. right? They, this is this is manageable. This is yeah. doable. And we know that there are lots of strategies. So, Tom and I are going to do a bit of a tips tennis. Yeah. What sort of things can we do? What sort of things can we uh, manage? Help with? Uh, how can we uh, make you and your dog feel a little bit better? So, first tip is, first of all, I think we need to do a bit of like a, a temperature check on. How calm is your dog in the house? What What's their arousal level set at? You know, if we said zero is fast asleep, 100 is pupils dilated, lights on, no one's home making crazy choices, what would be the average, right? And, and you know, chewing and grabbing at things and stealing things and putting things in their mouth, those, that, those behaviors and those choices would really be a kind of linked to higher arousal levels. And I think one approach that we'd consider and that would 
kind of make part of this plan is actually saying if we can get that whatever number you decided it is down towards uh, you know an average of 20 or an average of 10 or an average of 5 what you'll find is the chewing will disappear as a result of setting the arousal level right now how might you do that well we've got a great youtube video on how to teach your dog to be calm there's three steps involved and so if you head over to our youtube channel absolute dogs and search for calmness you'll find a few video lessons and um, in there second thing to think about is um i know you mentioned um three kids and um and you know obviously your dog's also 18 months old what what activities are we filling the day with could it be that we're inadvertently say saying to our dog your arousal level should be set that high because we're doing loads of exciting and fun things or are we actually saying no this is like a this needs to be a spa situation so consider their lifestyle watch the youtube channel videos and really get a stick a number on it so that you can track it what is the average arousal level from zero to a hundred that your dog is showing in day-to-day life i think the second one for me reading um your lovely message is that you seem to be very hard on yourself and Mm. you seem to be very hard on um how the whole scenario is going and i would say we need to sort of reassess or let go of some rules Mm. because it sounds a bit like your rule is that this dog must do this and that and the other and you're making almost incompatible and hard for yourself and when you're making it like this it's very easy to set yourself up to fail and when you set yourself up to fail and you do fail then you start to become sort of in a pattern or a cycle of of fail and then you kind of get a bit upset about that and then you harden yourself and it just sort of gets a bit worse so I suppose my feeling would be um, let's interrupt that pattern. Let's take a step back. Let's say that you're a really good owner for your dog. Let's say that your dog actually sounds like if if this is probably the biggest struggle, then mm-hmm. you're not doing bad because 18-month-old dogs can be challenging. And I suppose give yourself a bit of a healthy pat on the back and a bit of self-care because as much as we absolutely want to dog train here, we know that you are the dog trainer. And if you don't look after yourself, there's no way that your dog is going to thrive mm-hmm. because you're probably not thriving either. Mm-hmm. So I think it's about acknowledging your yeah. part in this and if if you can put you in a better space, I think we're all onto a winner. Yeah. Next tip is, and you've probably you've probably read this. We've all been told this at one time, and it can kind of go down the wrong path. And that is, make sure that your dog has their you know their own toys that they can chew, so they're not chewing human stuff. Now. The challenge is with this, how this is kind of conventionally delivered and advised is that your dog should have a variety of different toys um, and they should be freely available so that they should chew them rather than your stuff. The challenge is if we think about this from a dog's perspective, how really... Do they know the difference? So and for, for me, like sensible things like a marabone, having a marabone to sit and chew on, my dogs will absolutely happily do that for yeah. hours on end, Tom. Hours yeah. on end. And yet, you know, if we have a variety of toys that all look different and all slightly, um, all, all you know, slightly different from each other in a big variety, then what's the difference between one toy and one of your children's toys? A soft, or... fluffy um, dog toy and a soft, fluffy cushion. children's teddy. Yeah. Right? And a soft, or, fluffy know, Or cushion. the sofa. I've got a brilliant example you know what we were um, on holiday and I met this lady she had a little French bulldog and she said to me this is the most amazing French bulldog this is the most amazing French bulldog Bonnie and Clyde she had Bonnie and Clyde and she said every time I come home Bonnie has like she's like I I love my cushions she's like I collect my cushions she said I'm a cushion collector Mm -hmm. and Bonnie literally sends it into some sort of like snow fest and I come in and I'm absolutely horrified and I would say how do they know like how do they know that's not theirs and she's like she knows because when I come in and I look yeah. at her and I'm like the thing is they really don't they right? Like they, they have no idea that it's different yeah. to their soft toy right? and in fact 
that, what you're better off doing is actually cleaning up the environment, not in the clean sense, but in the sense of let's not have quite so many objects around that our dog could, um, our dog could chew on. And then maybe very at certain times of day, maybe times of day when you're wanting to occupy and employ your dog, giving them a chew that is actually, you know, quite obviously a chew because it tastes like a chew, tastes tasty, and they, you know, they want to chew on it. And th- this is, I think, the approach that is going to work better and is going to be a clearer message to your dog. And I think it's really important that you acknowledge my dog needs clear messages and clear Mm -hmm. boundaries Mm -hmm. and these clear boundaries are going to help. And actually, my next one probably comes up with management here. I would say created, gated or being sensible anytime you're not supervising and not feeling bad about it because I know that um, it really, really, really will um, work and there will come a time where you need none of them. But actually, um, like my dogs never attempt to come upstairs and we took the... um, we took the stair gate off. So they never attempt mm-hmm. to run upstairs. They just don't. If they come up, they're carried, but they mm-hmm. don't actually ever run up because they know that's yeah. not something they do. So I think it, it's something that you, you should use and don't feel bad about using it and don't sort of feel, um, yeah, it's clear boundaries, clear sort of level of this is how it works. Yeah, absolutely. So um, next up is that we've got to realize that rehearsal is going to be a big factor here. And re- rehearsal... First of all, you know, what your dog practices today, they will do more of tomorrow. But also even more specifically, your dog's constantly figuring out a picture of what what they do in different environments. And, you know, part of that picture we've got to realize for your dog is that they come into, I don't know, your living room and they're like, ah, this is where I chew, right? And so we've, we've got to, when we think about management, we've maybe got to set the goal of for the next three weeks or four weeks, could we get 100% rehearsal where your dog does not come into that environment and chew? That might look like using your gates. That might look like using your crates or your puppy pens. Or your and boundary then, and like yeah. mood Mutilizing it, utilizing every um, yeah. every opportunity to use one of those, exactly. and you can free, you can you can mix them. And exactly, and then what you might do is you might bring them into that environment that you're wanting to teach them an alternative way to behave, and they might be on lead, or you might take them off lead, and you might employ them in something that you do want them to practice, like being on a boundary or, or um, I don't know, doing doing some level of training, maybe just lying by your side and being rewarded for that, maybe cuddling on your lap. Think about. 10 different things that they could do in that environment that if they picked those things to do, you it would bring a smile to your face and then make sure for the next three to four weeks that when they come into that environment, you set it up that they do one of those 10 things. You can bet that at first, maybe day one, it'll be really difficult. It's going to be an uphill battle because they're, they're looking for things to chew. Day two, it'll be a little bit easier. Day three, it'll be a little bit easier again. You'll be on week two and you'll be thinking... I can give this dog more freedom. And as you do, you open up their world. They show you that they can do this because they're practicing the good stuff. But at first, you know, we might have to be a little bit more strict with ourselves in the short term to make, you know, our future selves are going to be saying thank you. Right? That's what you've got to think. Now, think about families, friends and anybody else who has interaction with your special dog, because... Here's the thing. Your dog is going to, like Tom said, learn through rehearsal. And if your dog is doing great stuff with you and not such great stuff with anyone else who's handling and working with your dog, maybe when you're out and about, I think it's really important that you acknowledge that because I think that getting friends, family and anyone else who has any interaction with your dog on board is a really cool thing. Another one I would say, and I think this is important, something like Calm Canine to support your dog's um, calm lifestyle, I think can also be really helpful. How could someone get involved with Calm Canine and, and what's it about? 
about? So the the key with Calm Canine is that it's a blend of superfoods. That the the way that I like to think about it is if your dog's brain health and gut health are not optimal, then your training is not going to be as effective. And when we're thinking about, you know, you you're really struggling, you I would like, I would imagine that you're, you're going to put this energy and you're going to put this effort in. And if you could make that effort, maybe every ounce of effort you put in, it's 20% more effective, then you're going to do that. And that's where your dog's brain and gut being receptive to that is important. So Calm Canine is a blend of superfoods. It's not a sedative. <laughs> These are things that actually have been um, shown to optimize calmness. It definitely optimize doesn't dumb or dull anything. No, if anything, no. it gives it a really nice space to work in. Yeah. Uh, and for me, like Tom said, I just want to reiterate, it's not a sedative. This is a blend of superfoods mm. to enhance your yeah. dog's ability just, to learn. Just as, you know, like me and Lauren, we take supplements on a morning Absolutely. to optimize our wellness so that the stuff that we do that day is going to be more effective, right? And it, what you want to make sure you're doing is working with your dog's brain rather than against it, which... If your dog is, for example, in a state of high arousal and is like, put something in my mouth, I need to chew something, and you're trying to convince them to do some calm boundary games, that's working almost against your dog. If you can get that arousal level right through, you know, optimizing their lifestyle, watching that YouTube video that we signposted, starting them on calm canine, then all the other stuff that we talk about is going to be even easier. And I think this is the important thing, guys. It's the little steps that you can do every single day that are going to make a yeah. massive difference here. And so these things that you do every day. Absolutely. And, and to um, to kind of give you the next step on how to to get some calm canines, just, you know, a small amount you add to your dog's daily food allowance every day. Um, it's like a powder, super tasty. If you head to a-ok9.com, a-ok9.com, then you can um, you can get your pouch. You can also read the stories um, and see see the results that other people on, Tom, are seeing. What offer is there? There's normally something yeah, we can so work with. I'm sure you, we can work with something. So two options. You can go to Amazon and you can get it on Amazon Whoa. and... Um, um, and you can, you know, if you've got Amazon Prime, you'll get it the next day, which is really cool. If you get it from AOK9, A-OK9.com, then um, if you use the coupon code DISCOVER15, that's DISCOVER15, then you get 15% off um, your pouch if you get it from the AOK9 wow. website. Alternatively, you can get it on Amazon Prime. Very nice. And you actually can. Yeah. It is here. So I'm quite impressed with that. <laughs> I'm actually, yeah, shocked. Now, for those of you um, that have ever been through the struggles of um, chewing, yeah. destroying, and, and all of those things, there it is. Uh -huh. um, if, you, if you've ever been through this, it feels personal. Mm -hmm. I think something that's really important, I'm still blown away by this, um, it, it feels really personal, and actually, it's not at all. Mm -hmm. This is not, your dog doesn't behave vindictively to try no. and upset you. Your dog isn't behaving um, to try and sort of like get you while you're mm -hmm. out. Um, this this is literally a dog being a dog, yeah. right? Like a dog having fun, being a dog. They live in the moment, blew a, three, a few pillows. And yeah. And <laughs> unfortunately, fun. rehearsal is the mother of skill. And your dog has been very rehearsed at chewing. They are now a very skilled chewer and they are, you know, they're deploying those skills. Why don't we teach them some new skills? Let's think about what we do want and then let's be really strict with ourselves and probably our family in this case and actually let's set up for, the, you know, we're all going to commit to the next 
three weeks, let's have 100% rehearsal of the good stuff. And what we'll find is we start to see that we grow skills in other areas. So that was this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Go and grab your pouch of Calm K9. Use the coupon code DISCOVER15, DISCOVER15 for 15% off, or get it on Amazon. Check out the YouTube channel videos that we signposted. And if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, make sure to do so. If you've not subscribed to the podcast, also make sure to do so. And please, please, please leave us a review. And we will see you next week. And remember, stay sexy. Hey, before you go, have you taken part in the worldwide Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge? It's a 25-day online video program. Huge energy, amazing community, and over 6,000 people are already taking part. The only question is, you know where you are today. Where do you want to be 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy.